0: Hey, welcome to another episode of No Spot Kai, the podcast. I so appreciate you being here. Um, this episode is going to be part two of the last podcast episode, which was Let's Talk About Sex. So you can still follow along and listen to this one first. I don't think you'll be really lost. Um, but definitely make sure you go check out that one too. Okay, thanks. Alright, so if you don't know, my name is Kaya. I am a licensed clinical social worker, therapist, school social worker, mental health advocate, and educator, and I really focus on children's mental health and helping the adults in their lives do a better job at caring for that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the truth for real. That's what I do. Um, so let's jump right in. Last time, uh, the episode kind of touched on a lot of different things, but ultimately, um, and please, if you haven't if you haven't listened to that one, please go back and listen to that. But last time, I really touched on a lot of different things in the episode, as far as talking to your children about sex and why that's important, and why it doesn't work to just ignore it, and why the conversation should start earlier rather than later, and I gave several reasons for that, so like I said, just go listen to the episode. Um, Today, I want to talk a little bit more about our responses to girl sexuality. And I talked a little bit about this on the other episode, but I kind of want to take a little bit deeper of a dive into that um, and kind of what I see and how it can be super detrimental, particularly to our girls. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I actually saw a post on Twitter that made me want to do a part two to this episode and I was really hoping that I could get the girl who made the tweet onto the show but I don't know her twitter is like locked down Uh, she had posted a reply on a thread and I tried like I couldn't message her because she doesn't follow me um I saw her tweet because she was replying to somebody else who we do follow each other I tried replying on the actual thread to get her attention nothing was working I tried to find her website uh, and it looks like her website is like shut down or something I have no idea but we're gonna journey on and I already put part one on the other episodes so I couldn't just ignore that I said it was gonna be part one but anyway here we are so I really wanted to talk about the way that older women speak to and about younger girls and the way they present themselves. I don't even want to call it their sexuality because they really make it about their sexuality, but that's not what it's about. So let me just kind of give you a backstory. The tweet that I'm referring to actually came from a full article that this woman did and she just kind of posted a screenshot in response to what was originally said and she was talking about how as she was growing up as a child aunties moms all of that talking about her female classmates being quote-unquote fast If you are not a part of the Black community, let me explain to you what F.A.S.T. is. To be honest, I don't even know what definition I can get it because it makes no sense. It's like sexualizing young girls basically is what it is. And basically if a girl acts older than what she quote unquote should, she is considered to be acting F.A.S.T. And this really can just be, like a girl can really just be existing. Oh, she fast. Look at her. And it's like if she has larger hips or larger boobs, she's developing earlier. Or maybe she switches when she walks or she's dancing. Like all these things. And these girls are really just living. And they get called fast. Um, She mentioned that her mother actually named one of her classmates Hot Butt based on rumors she heard about her promiscuity. And she said, as a child, I thought these wise women were armed with discernment about who was good and who was bad. As an adult and mother, I realized that sorting girls in this way wasn't discernment. It was a misplaced judgment of girls learning how to navigate a world that taught them their value was about what they could offer men it was a f- type of victim blaming that women never quite get to shake off um she said that she it was something that she expected from defensive men but it hit her in the gut when it came from Black women and she also mentioned um you know this ideology of modesty um she said, I thought of the elder black women we all know, well many elders who taught young black girls the importance of modesty, of smoothing our kinky edges, both liter- literally and figuratively, who warned us that if we called first, we were being fast. If we dressed in a certain way, we were asking for it. And that <laughs> is something that really bothers me a lot because instead of You taking on a role to mold, shape, teach, guide these young girls, you're judging them as children and sometimes even as older women or young women or whatever. But it's just sickening to me that as women, we hear it enough for men. And now let me say that I understand That probably the women that she is referring to, and I know definitely the women that I think of in my head as the women who have said things like this, because I definitely heard it from like my grandma, her sisters, things like that, other women, and it's absolutely ridiculous. And even reading her post and talking about it was based on rumors of her promiscuity. Like, you don't even know. First, I mean, that's a whole different conversation about women and their sexuality and promiscuity and all these terms that we use basically to make women, you know, enjoying their sexuality as a negative. However, I want to stick to young people and children because that's really what this podcast is about. And it's definitely more harmful. I I, it's more harmful to young children because they don't even have the like enough knowledge and experience to understand that what these women are doing and saying is wrong. And it can really make them feel bad about themselves, which have a ton of other issues. But I wanted to say that I understand that these women who are doing this come from a very different age and era where it kind of was all about what men thought what men wanted what they expected which was yeah we'll go have fun with these girls who are I don't know what term they used back then but loose or whatever but we will never wife her and the ones that we want to wife are actually virgins and even just that, my sister and I were talking about it recently, and oh, it is frustrating to say the least to even think about these things in this way. However, when you are putting these labels on these children at such a young age Are we thinking about them at all? No, okay, I didn't think so because. There is no way you can be uplifting a girl, a woman, and talking about her in this way. And for it to come from these elders, like she said that, oh, well, I felt like they were wise at the time, but now I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the hell? Which is 100% correct. Like, we think, oh, they are older, so they have this kind of discernment, but they really don't. And old people really just be talking, but, you know, whatever. So, I just, it really bothers me that we would put these kinds of labels on such young girls. I mentioned in part one about, um, you know, the idea about these girls who are dancers and things like that, the way that they dress and We're making that sexualized, and we make it about the men and their actions. So I also want to kind of tie in that we are often taught different things about, oh, a man wants this, a man wants that. And what they want and how we should present ourselves because of what men want and expect from us as women but here's the problem <laughs> there's a couple problems with this why are women falling into this ideology I don't get it I don't understand Because really, we have the power to stand up and be like, we don't really care what you want. But instead, we train up our girls to be exactly what they expect women to be, which typically their ideals about what a woman is supposed to be are so out of pocket and misconstrued that it doesn't even make sense. So, my question is why are we not changing what we're teaching our young girls? Not necessarily. I'm not saying that we should be teaching, oh, you own. Okay. First of all, yes, we are teaching you own your body and no man can tell you what to do with it. But I don't, I'm not saying that in we should be teaching 10-year-olds about um, owning her sexuality, right? So I don't want to get those two thoughts misconstrued. I want to make it clear that those are two very, very different things. I am talking about raising strong, independent women that know that their worth is not tied to a man at all whatsoever um it doesn't matter how many men want them don't want them how many men they've slept with haven't slept with it doesn't make you better or worse than the next woman and yes we can teach that in age appropriate ways but Also, we have to start considering what it is doing to our girls when we talk about them in ways, calling them fast and stuff like that and making them feel negative. And these kinds of things, like I just would love for us to come together and build each other up instead of tearing each other down, making each other feel out of place and like I don't know, like, this next woman is so much worse than you for whatever reasons that we're choosing. Wine break. (laughs) I spilled my wine on my phone, (laughs) y'all. Anyway, so I really would like to see a difference in that approach because talking about how negative it is and calling girls fast what what positive are we expecting to come out of that because there's absolutely nothing that can so I just want us to start thinking more mindfully about the way that we have these conversations not sexualizing young girls just like I was talking about the dancers before that they should be able to just enjoy what they're doing they're not even thinking most of them are not even thinking about these old men perverts and the perverts are the problem not the girls that's who we need to focus on changing not the girls not the women because if he's a pervert that's his problem not mine and I said this last time and I will continue to say it that we're focused on the wrong thing. And this is where men feel like they don't have to change. They don't have to do anything different because we're changing for them. We're taking the responsibility away from them. And that's not how it should be. They need to be held responsible and called out on their shit because. What, what, what am I teaching if I'm telling a young girl, you have to do these certain things because a man is going to do this in response? Huh? No, not at all. And we should not have to, I don't know, I just don't feel like we should have to do certain things just to make men happy in this world either. And I hope that you understand that in context and not take that, you know, out to mean other things. But I really mean specifically in this kind of situation that we got to change the way that we talk about this, the way that we think about this, we have to be more mindful about what we're creating, what we're doing. And here's why. Because as you're telling this girl or saying these things about these girls, and I'm pretty sure they've heard it. Like you may think you're saying it behind their back, but it gets around to them. And they know what you think and what you're saying. So if this is the image that you're placing on her, and remember in those tweets or in that article, she said, it was a rumor. And I guarantee the other women that I've seen, heard, have these conversations, they don't know nothing about these girls. My grandma used to tell us to quit being fast because we would ride down the street. There were these cute boys that lived on the corner. <laughs> and so maybe, I guess by their definition, we kind of were being fast because we were trying to get the attention of these boys. But at that age, like, that's what we do that's what we do and then if we're not looking at boys at all at some at some point you're like whoa what's happening why you don't have a man well because you caught me fast for even looking at him when I was younger and now all of a sudden you like where is the disconnect with this so really my whole point with this and why I wanted to make a part two, and I really wish that I could have had her as a guest on the show. Um, let me tell y'all who she is. Um, her name is Crystal Marie on Twitter. Um, it's at CrystalMarieCom, C-O-M, and it's Crystal with a com. And she actually wrote a article for The Root, um, I believe I've retweeted it. And so you can find it on my page if you follow Notes by Kaya. Um, but the original tweet that this came from was from Candice Marie Benbow. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. But basically her tweet said, we've been tiptoeing around it for a while, but at some point we're just going to have to rip the band-aid and tell the truth. For as much as we stand on their shoulders, elder Black women create so many barriers for young sisters and de- deference <laughs> is wearing thin. Um, because it is. And it's just such an issue that Older black women are not, like, they complain about us all the time, but they're not really doing much to really help shape and guide us as much as they are criticizing and talking bad about us and doing all the things. And it's like, aren't y'all supposed to be the ones leading us? Because where is that? I don't see it. Now, I will say, of course, there's always, you know, some who don't fit that category are doing the opposite doing the actual right thing and all of that. But we just, we got to stop these kinds of conversations and talking about girls and women in this way, it's unnecessary. It's hurtful. It's harmful to our mental health, our self-esteem and many, many other things. And I just, Wanted to change. So in this and the way that we think about, talk to, talk about, speak of our children. um, I am hosting a workshop October 16th. That is a Saturday. It is going to be virtual for this time. My plan is to have some virtual, some live next year. Um, But it's called Interactions positive parenting and educating and what i'm doing is i am bringing together parents even though parents are who i mostly talk to for the most part but i'm shifting notes by to also include educators and other professionals that work with children which includes youth leaders youth workers at churches at summer camps at wherever pediatricians everybody to Be more focused on children's mental health and thinking about your interactions with children and how it can affect them and their mental health both now and in the future. Because adults say a lot of things like this that are hurtful and harmful. And I really want us to break away from that and understand, have a true understanding about how it is affecting our children. September is suicide prevention month and there are so many children that are dealing with suicidal thoughts because of things adults are saying to them, the way they're being treated, um, teachers, the way that teachers are being towards them. So um, you will see a shift in notes by Kaya to include these other professionals as well. In interactions, is geared mostly for parents. Teachers and other educators, but I really would love to see it grow to have doctors in the room, lawyers in the room, um, DHS, CPS caseworkers in the room like so many different professionals that work with children all here. So if you go to bit, B-I-T dot Lee, L-Y, slash enter inter. Actions, and Actions is all capital, you can register for this workshop. Um, For those of you who would like for your staff to attend, whether you are a pastor, a teacher, a principal, um, whoever, a CEO, and you want your staff to get this information, um, if you register at least five of your staff, you will automatically get 30% off. I really believe in this and I don't think I have felt as fulfilled in Nosbakaya as I have since I have made this shift. And it is because I truly enjoy training and teaching, advocating for children by being the voice in the room when they can't be. So parents, whether your child has a mental health diagnosis already or not whether they are currently struggling or not. Um, If you just have personality differences between you and your child and you're not sure how to manage that. And I'll give a quick example. I have one client, she's a child um, under 12 and she is very emotional. She is very in touch with her feelings And mom is very shut off from emotions and very much like, oh, that's too much. I don't want to deal with that. Oh my God, she's so dramatic and doesn't know how to do that, deal with it. But as a result, this child is left feeling isolated and feeling like her emotions are bad. And so she starts to shut down. And so one thing that I've had the conversation with a mom about is you have to learn how to interact with her on a level that she relates to because ultimately what you're doing is teaching her one emotions are bad two i don't want to deal with your stuff i don't want to hear it it's too much you you need to just get over it and that is going to completely change her as a person this is one of the most caring considerate, lovely young people I have ever met and that soul is going to be crushed if the parents don't turn it around because she actually has three parents involved that are all doing the same kind of thing to her. And it's so sad and it's heartbreaking when she is in my session and she is breaking down because none of her parents seem to understand her or get where she's coming from. And the only time that she's really getting validation for her true feelings is when we are in therapy. And I cannot be her therapist forever. So these other adults in her life are gonna have to learn how to interact with her in a way that is empowering, uplifting, and validating. So that's what I mean by um, personality differences. Um, it could be that you have a super loud, wild child, and you're very quiet and reserved. It could be vice versa, that your child is super quiet and reserved, and you're energetic, and you're like, why that, what's happening? Why they don't want to hang out with me? Why they don't want to do this? And, you know, all these things. And you have to learn how to meet them where they are without crushing the person who they are. Because I truly believe that every personality trait that we see in a child can be used in their adulthood as something positive that could ultimately change the whole world. Um, And I truly believe that with all my heart. And sometimes it just needs a little bit of molding and shaping and directing. but. We don't want to take those things away from them. We want to grow them and nourish them because it it will serve as a benefit somewhere. So that's what Interactions is all about. I am um, very excited about this, I can't wait. Um, I also am ready, like I really wanted the first one to be in person, but because all these changes with Corona, I didn't want to risk it and have to shift later. So I decided let's just go virtual for the first time. Um, and so once again, bit, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash enter, I-N-T-E-R, actions, and actions is all capital. And you can get more information on the workshop as well as register. And once again, for anyone who is bringing staff, volunteers if you register at least five people um then you will automatically get five percent off and so or sorry you will automatically get 30 percent off i think i said five but uh, i'm so excited about this like i just love being the voice for children when they can't be the voice for themselves and i talk to a lot of children daily And it breaks my heart when their parents are bringing them in, hey, my child, they must be broken or something. I need you to fix them. And we get down to who broke you, and it's my parents, my teacher, my pastor, my youth leader. Those are who broke me, my principal. And what are we supposed to do with that? Well, this is what I'm doing, is bringing you interactions, positive parenting and educating so that our children can stop being broken by the adults that are supposed to be safe spaces for them. So, can I get off my spiel? Thank you so much again for listening. If you stayed for the whole thing, high five to you. I appreciate you. Please do me a favor and share this. Uh, leave me a review on whichever platform that you're listening on. and. If you have any specific questions or topics you would like me to cover, you can email me, podcast at If you have a question you want me to answer on here, then I will definitely do that. Just send it to podcast at com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at notesbykaya, Facebook at notesbykaya. also have um, Parents Raising Mentally Healthy Children on Facebook, it is a Facebook group. Um, and you can request to be in there. I am so excited about all the new things that are coming and what I'm working on. Um, I just oh, it makes my heart so happy, and I feel like I'm actually doing what I am called to do, which is the most amazing feeling. And so, I will talk to you guys soon. I hope that you have a great rest of your week and. Uh, Definitely connect with me on those social media platforms. Bye.